Hi, welcome to the Talking Chess piece. You're in check. Today I'm reflecting on the Ultibox Norway Chess Tournament. It is the first over the ball chess tournament in several months. This has been due to the pandemic. Recently, most chess tournaments, if any, have all been online, and there have been some amazing chess tournaments, particularly the Magnus Carlsen Tour chess tournaments, with players from the elite world and players from the legends in the past, and great commentary from some of the legends of the past. I will go into more details about those later. But today I'm focusing on the Altibox Norway Chess because today it has been, well, the last few days have been, I would say, a part of chess history in the making. We've had some amazing battles and some impressive chess and some masterclasses and some evidence of resilience and inspirational chess from the players. At times the players have been amazing and other times dramatic and other times it's like, wow, is this really happening? And one of the most amazing things is the fact that we have a teenager who from round six and seven was leading the tournament and world number one and number two, Magnus Carlsen and Fabiano Caruana were behind him. And it was an amazing moment, I suppose, in that young man's life to know that he was a leader of an elite tournament. And it was just an impressive part of history. And also, other bits and pieces that were impressive was the way that Carlson showed such resilience and determination and skill. One low point of the Altibox Norway chess was the fact that he had an unbeaten streak of 125 days and that came to an end during the Ultibox Norway chess tournament when he was playing Duda, young Christoph Duda, a Polish grandmaster. Um, it was just a, a difficult position to play. Duda was white and Carlson was black. Carlson held his own to the very end and it was an impressive display of his determination and his ability in many ways. And Dudu got amazing accolations for it. His, the Prime Minister of Poland congratulated him. For, for Dudu it was an amazing moment in his chess, chess career. And the ironic thing was, it was a moment of extreme highs and then extreme lows for Duda because within 24 hours, Carlson had his revenge, thrashed him thoroughly within 26 moves. And that was that in many respects. And Carlson says it was a streak and all streaks come to an end and he's totally fine with it. And on and up, onwards and upwards, on to the next which was a positive and strong attitude, which was a good attitude. Um, what else happened that was kind of history-making? Mm. I think Alarez of 
the Russo and Carter's unbeaten streak of 125 games are the two marked points of this tournament so far. And I also think that the tournament in general has been really good. There's been some good chess. There's been some heartbreak as well for um, Norway number two, Arjen Tarik. Um, his players suffered a lot and his content must be knocked. And he... I guess he'll just have to take a moment and just come back stronger, which I'm sure he will, because he's Norway number two, so he, which means he's good. And what else? Yes, and Duda has been described as a yo-yo performance. He did that incredible win against Carlsen, and then days before he was trailing behind and losing... And so it's been a mixed tournament in terms of how he's performed. Sadly, Ariane has not performed well. Um, and Fabiano Corona has 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 showed his metal, as they say. He got a draw with Alareza Verosa, and he beat him in the. Amagadion. I can't say the word, sorry. Anyway, he won that. Because in the tournament, you there's a point scheme where one match, one game, sorry, you get three points. And if you go to a draw and then to the Amagadion, the winner gets 1.5 points, one and a half points, and the loser gets one point. Um, so that's made the tournament leaders a bit one, two, three, four. So it's day six and seven was Alareza Furuzo, and day tournament round eight was Magnus Carlsen, and then the other two places was Fabi and Lavon Aronian. So one, two, three, four. At one point it was like, who's going to take the lead? But because um, Carson um, had his revenge with Duda and he beat Ariane Tarek, he is now the leader. But it's only one, one, technically one point, but in round nine, because there's three points available, anything could happen. Um... So it's still like the race is on for who's going to win and who's going to go where. But obviously Carson is a favourite and Alareza Veruso is a, a child prodigy that everybody is like, what will he do? How will he do? But one thing the tournament has shown is that what makes the elite players the elite players? They have skill, determination, intuition. They have these wonderful combination of skills and experiences that just pushes them ahead of their opponents and it's in those moments where they really have to look within to pull out the best strategy you can just see all of that wonderful combination of experience and skills come into the foray and you see that for example 
with with Magnus and the Aryan game that was in round eight. As I said, there was a masterclass, and it really was a masterclass because it showed how to do a good positional opening with good planning of moves, and it showed that Aryan middle game was weak, and at one point it was like, not if, but when. Carson would win the end game. Would win the game. Sorry, and it, and that too, was evident when Fabiana Carana played Lorenzo Ferruso because when it came to the the sudden death game, Ferruso was very confident, but Fabi just did did his thing. And you could just see that that elite player perform, and you could even see that in Levon. There really is this marked difference, but nevertheless, Duda, Aaron, and Larissa, you can see their gift too. They are gifted. They are good players. It's just been a really good tournament in terms of watching the styles of play. Sometimes it's been blood, sweat, and tears, and heartbreak, and this torture, and it's just really dramatic. And it's hard on on some of the players. You could just see them them suffering, and you just want to say hush. And then at other times, you're like in awe at the skill of the player. They they're making impressive moves. You can just. At one point, the commentators are just like suggesting the moves, and then they're impressed that the moves are being played out as they suggest. For example, when Fabi and Magnus were playing in round seven, was it round seven? Was it round six? Anyway, hmm. no, it was round six. No, it was around seven. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, when Fabi and Magnus were playing, Magnus showed this incredible ability to calculate each line, and you could see he was doing that because he took his time. I think, like an hour or something, just taking his time, because Fabi came with some stockfish preparation, and it, as even though it blindsided. Carlson, he he calmed himself down, and he was just like, "Okay, I'm going to do this." Because personally, I just think he, Magnus's preparation is so good that even if you think you're coming at him, he's he's got this in his head somewhere. He's looked at this. He loves chess so much that he's going to look at things not just to be prepared, but because of sheer interest and passion. So when Fabi came with this amazing stockfish preparation, he really didn't expect Magnus to do what he did, and Magnus just came out and really、um, did some amazing chess. Just like in the World Chess Championships, he showed that Fabi, yeah, your your preparation is really good, but my、um, My skills are really good too, and that was demonstrated 
in that game. And Magnus took the time to go to um, the confessional booth, and he he said something um, about this is stockfish and playing against stockfish is a challenge, it's something like that. But he was just basically saying, this guy's got stockfish prep, and that's what I've got to play. And I, as I've said in my podcast, AI to play AI is, is challenging for anyone. I remember when um, Gary Kasparov. I think it was DeepMind, he played um, that AI and he lost. And Gary Kaspar is one of the strongest world chess champion players ever. So I just think that kudos for Fabi in his preparation, but magnifical to Magnus. He just really pulled it out of the bag, as they say. Okay. Tomorrow, today was a rest day, so round nine is tomorrow, and I'm thinking and hoping that it will be a really good round because I think tomorrow Magnus Carlsen will be playing Alareza Ferruzzo, and I think everybody's looking forward to that. They just want to see, want to know what's going to happen. Is this young man going to come out from nowhere, or is Carlsen just going to be Carlsen and just be stereotypically brilliant and just show? Alireza Ferruzzo, look, yes, you're a prodigy, yes, I rate you, yes, I've said very, very, very good, and yes, I've said you will be someone in the future, but nevertheless, today, I'm still going to beat you, who knows, well, Alireza might come with um, his best game, we just don't know, because he's a very talented young man, and his bullet and his his blitz and rapid are good too. So all of that is really impressive and his classic has been good because he's he's the tournament leader, so he's showing an all round ability, which is good. A good chess player would love to have all round skills and Alireza Ferruzzo is definitely demonstrating that. So tomorrow will be really exciting to see what happens between that pair and then we have the other two. And what happens with them is really important because this lead is just one point difference, but it's still anybody's game. So Fabi and Levon could kick ass and get Six, three points each and then who knows what could happen so we're going to have a good time tomorrow I think hopefully hopefully anyway we'll see okay enough drifted and rambling thinking about chess for tomorrow okay I'm the talking chess piece thank you for listening check me Thank you.